Um, so I'm going to I'm going to start with like a little bit of an introduction and say thanks for people listening to the first one, and then we'll go into some law stuff. <laughs> Welcome to the second episode of Why Do They Wear Wigs. Thank you so much for actually listening to the first one. Um, uh, we got a few more listeners than I expected to. And yeah, it, it was really fun to make. Did we so, actually? Yeah, yeah, we, we did We did pretty all right. What platform is this on? Uh, so it's on iTunes, pretty much any podcast provider you want. You can get it online. Uh, you can get it on YouTube. Um, and uh, we sent off a request to Spotify, but they're being slow um, because Spotify always are. Yeah, it's also slightly my fault because you need to have the podcast in an MP3 format for Spotify to accept it, and we use a .wav right. format for the last one or a WAV file, as most people Yo, know. Spotify it. can go f- itself. Just for Android, we're definitely we can't afford. We're not going to get accepted onto Spotify if you're telling them to do that. that that's not going to work. Um, I'd, like, I'd like to go on record to say that I am a Spotify premium subscriber. So, so am I. Sh- it's like the only thing so I like to pay your, for. <laughs> stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Um, on the note of Owen quickly diverting from profanity right there, um, I'm going to start censoring Owen's swearing um, just because... <laughs> um, if our podcast is marked as explicit, iTunes hides it more from people's recommendations. So if I... Oh, f- <laughs> Jesus. So if I censor Owen a little bit, <laughs> um, <laughs> we might we might be able to push up those listener figures a little bit more. Um, Owen's mic quality is still shocking. Um, we do know this. We're not in denial. Well, Owen might be, but I'm not. I, I'm more than aware of how <laughs> terrible Owen's mic quality is. I am taking... I am going to bring him a new microphone tomorrow i have one sitting behind me that's my old one and owen is going to get it tomorrow so the next episode owen's mic quality is going to be crisp finally the last the last one there were a few editing issues of uh, there are a few times when i left in longer pauses than there should have been or i left in times when the audio cut out a little bit i'm very sorry i can only apologize it won't happen again but it won't happen again because we got our mums to pay for a professional editor. That's not at all what's happened. I'm just going to try and pay more attention to it. If if we have money to pay for a professional editor, please tell me about it. I would like access to that money. Mm. Um, no, the closest thing you've got is me on GarageBand. Um, <laughs> <laughs> li- literally, Owen just emails me his recording file from his laptop and I just plop it into garage band and then i do some cutting um all right that's mental i thought i thought you like i went on to like uh some like proper software doing like some tapping i've not got the money for it i like if, if someone wants to pay for me to get logic x then thank you but I, until then no we're stuck we're stuck with garage band but it sounded all right didn't it so there's nothing too bad. Yes, calm. Calm. Ugh, Owen's favourite phrase. All right, should we should we get on to some law? Yeah, sure. So, last time we discussed public law and private law and the different areas of law. And one of the areas of law we discussed was civil law. And today we're going to discuss civil law, but not that kind of civil law, because I... Um, 
Have you heard of the German phrase Schadenfreude? Owen? I have not. Please elaborate. Ah, it's it's joy out of other people's pain. I just want to wind people up. So that's why I'm going to talk about an area of civil law that is nothing to do with the kind of civil law we spoke about last time. You'll love it. I cannot believe Germans have a word for getting joy out of someone's pain. Well, of course they do. They're German. Um, we don't have any, we don't have any German listeners. It's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so uh, in, ca- in case in case we do have any German listeners, uh, schnitzel, schnitzel, schnitzel. Um. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Please be quiet. You're making things worse. <laughs> Um, but before Apologies I... Apologies to any German listeners. Ah, we're past that point. You can't apologise to them <laughs> anymore. Um... What are they going to do? Fight me? They have a history of fighting people, yes. Yeah, well... Are you challenging okay. the Germans to a fight? Because in fairness, you're English, so you'd probably win that. Um... <laughs> um... But, then I'm, but then I'm half Welsh, so part of me will just like lose, you know, fall over and drown. Or become a sheep or something. Um, God, we we just we're slowly alienating more and more of our listeners. Um, let... I feel like Law needs like a edgy podcast for kids to get into. Fuck it. <laughs> Sorry. We we are your new edgy Law podcast. We're going to rename ourselves to the Edgy Law Podcast. Should we actually do some law stuff? Because before yeah, <laughs> <laughs> before I can talk about the area of civil law that will confuse you all, I need to talk to you about what common law is. Because common law is effectively the English legal system, or if you're American, it's the American legal system, but you got it from us, and I'll explain the history of it. You see, who came over in 1060? Because we used to own you. We did used to own you, and now you own us. Um, (laughs) They do. We just do anything America says, and I hate it. Anyway, Owen... Who came over to? Yes. Who 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 was the immigrant? Who was the main immigrant in 1066 that the Brexiteers now probably want to deport? <laughs> just deport his long decrepit. Just ashes. deport his corpse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who, who came over in 1066? William of Normandy. William of Normandy. European bastard. <laughs> <laughs> they're coming over here they're stealing our monarchy stealing um, our monarchy <laughs> uh, and our monarchy just leaves I mean in fact they don't even need French yeah our monarchy just buggers off to Canada to be fair his wife is paying this so I, 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 I don't know I don't know <laughs> Jesus um, so he came over in 1066 and before that basically we didn't really have law in this country it's not strictly true. Uh, we say that Dark Ages Britain was undeveloped is is uh, untrue. We had we did have a it, oh, not very concise legal, fair by today's standards. I mean, it's unfair to judge the past by the standards of today. Back then, it was probably quite good. Obviously, by today, it would be what the fuck. But I mean, you had you know, king at the top. He was he was the one who made all the laws himself. And obviously, he had advising and stuff. But, um, yeah. But in, in England was one kingdom. Would it be fair to say it wasn't necessarily enforced in the same way across the whole nation? So, yes, the king might set the law, but by the time it got down to the peasants, maybe it wasn't so. 
Um, I'm not. I'm it not sure. It wasn't followed in the exact same way because in, you definitely had a. They they didn't enforce it in the same way. They got like the citizens to enforce it for them with like blood feuds and hue and cry, which William of Normandy would set out to get rid of, to the dismay of the Anglo-Saxons and Danes. But anyway, yeah, let's carry on. So when he came across, one of the things he did do is he wanted more control over... He wanted to set up proper judges. He didn't just want lords and people enforcing things. He wanted his judges. So he sent these judges all across the country to say, you are going to judge over these scenarios. And here's a basic book of rules, but on the whole, they just went with whatever the local customs were. And so they made the decisions based on local customs. And then a few years later, another king came along and he was like, right... I don't want, this is, this is, I want more control. So he said, I'm going to basically send the judges on a circuit. So they will come back to me and they'll report to me so that they don't get so integrated with the local communities because they're my judges, not these communities' judges. And so you ended up with this situation where judges were, they were heading round and they were going, ah, oh, you know, Hello, how are you? Uh, in my last place, I was charging £10,000 for the murder of your neighbour's sheep. So I'm going to charge £10,000 for the murder of a neighbour's sheep here. But actually, the people there were used to £500 for murdering a neighbour's sheep. So they decided we're going to have something called precedent. And precedent is this idea that what's come before will happen again. So if I make a decision in one court that it's going to be £10,000, that is effectively the new law. Right, it's £10,000. That's how we treat that situation. We've done that situation once. We'll copy that for the rest of eternity. And that that's now known as common law. Sometimes it's known as case law. But the, the, the theory holds that it is... It's about precedent. So what came before happens again. Whereas before what they were going off was customs. It was just whatever the local community wanted. So you've now got these two sources of law. Customs, so what the local community wants, and common law, which is this idea of precedent. And over time, these two didn't always work because sometimes there were scenarios where actually it wasn't in... If you were following precedent to the letter, you were coming out with these absurd decisions that weren't actually just. They didn't make sense. So they also introduced something called equity, which is this idea that, yes, we should be following precedent. Yes, we should be looking at local customs. But ultimately, we also need to be looking at, does this remedy the situation? Is this a fair decision in this scenario? So now you've got these three sources of law. And... Over time, they began to work together and there was a court case which was should we be following equity or should we be following precedent? And it was decided that equity is more important than precedent. And then you began, began to come into the modern day when it wasn't just the king or the custom setting the law, but actually parliament. And that's where you get the idea from statute from. So statute are laws set by parliament. And by this time, customs had pretty much fallen out of favour. You weren't saying, you know, this community doesn't like sheep rustling, so we're not going to do sheep rustling here. You were getting more national laws. So now you had three sources of law. You had equity, which is being fair given the scenario. You had common law, which is the idea of precedent. And you had statute, which are laws that parliament set. And customs had kind of gone out the window. So 
you began to build this legal system with lots of different layers, with lots of different sources, and the law came from lots of different places. And that's still how we work today. If the high court make a decision, the lower courts, if they come across a case in the exact same fashion, have to follow that decision. And what do you think, Owen? Do you like that as a system of law? Do you... uh, I think we would... We, we would all, we all take it for granted, I think. Oh my God, the state we'd be in if we didn't do yeah. things this way. And I really like our legal system. And it, our system is also built on something called an adversarial system. Um, so an adversarial system is where two lawyers go up against each other and the judge referees it. The judge might decide... Um, might decide certain things in civil cases obviously they decide liability but we'll talk about that in a later episode in criminal cases obviously you've got a jury but again we'll talk about that in a later episode but on the whole judges judges are there to referee sometimes they'll decide who won sometimes they'll just help decide the rules but they're neutral and that's our system but I'm going to take you back to the Romans now because I want to tell you about the alternative. Because our system, we spread through the British Empire, uh, which is why America's ended up using it. It's why many African nations use it. It's why India uses it and a lot of Caribbean nations, nations that we brutally colonise, let's be honest. Um, they, they tend to use this legal system. Whereas the Romans spread a different legal system through the Roman Empire, which is the system that most of continental Europe uses. And this is the system of civil law, not the suing people civil law, a whole different civil law. Civil law is based on this idea of codes. So it is, it's this idea that the government writes, well, parliament or congress or whoever writes a load of codes and they say these are the rules and all judges do is decide if a case has broken the rules uh, uh, sorry a person has broken a rules within a case and they make that decision and just because one context means that they've broken the rules in that case that there's no precedent so just because someone says I murdered my wife in a fit of rage right that counts as breaking the rules doesn't mean another person who goes in front of a different judge and also says I murdered my wife in a fit of rage won't be found not guilty where the other guy was found guilty there's there's no precedent and they also use something called an inquisitorial system which is this idea that the judge is kind of the lead detective so there's lawyers there but they're more there to just make sure that everything's done fairly on the whole there's no real pleading guilty or not guilty the judge will kind of lead an investigation and it'll be more of a fact-finding mission than an argument and there's lots of advantages and disadvantages to that and Oh, Owen, what, what, which world would you rather live in? Do you like our system of common law, where we have precedent and equity and statute, or do you prefer, like, the codified civil law system? I much, much prefer our system, and that is because I would much, much rather my my uh, future be in the hands of a balanced playing field as a part of... As, there might be... So, let's say... I think this is a load of conjecture, but this is just my opinion. Legal term there. Yeah. Let's um. So I've been set up for a crime, right? My hair is all over her body. 
that um, there's a piece of my hair on a body that I was near the area where you died, but I was set up. If it's an inquisitorial system, surely like they find the evidence, they do their fact finding. Yes, can, okay, it all points in one direction. But if I have a defense, it can use that. Hang on, but what about this guy here, who uh, he he really pissed off. He shagged his wife, and um. They hate each other, and maybe he, uh, no, set him up. I'm talking out of my ass at this point, but I, I, yeah. I, I feel more. I, I, just, I suppose what... I feel more comfortable with our legal system, and the. And that that we will have a slight bias towards our legal system because it's what we've grown up with and it's what we've always known as fair. But one of the things that I like about ours over the civil legal system, is you allow for more complex arguments. So. It's not just about, right, yeah, Owen did murder his wife, but let's look at, oh, wait, look, seconds before she said, I will kill you, and also had a knife to his throat. So there's more room for legal arguments, you know, arguments of duress and arguments of necessity. Actually, I had to do it, or this would happen, or arguments of you know, procedural impropriety. What I mean by that is stuff like you were saying, you know, if the police stitched you up, there's a lot more rooms for... It's not just about if you did it or not, but it's about the intent behind it. And I think that protects everyone because it means that people are judged, not just based on their actions, but based on their thoughts and their intent. And that's something that we'll discuss in later episodes when we talk about criminal law. Um, that there's two elements to deciding a criminal case. There's the actus reus, which literally translates in Latin to guilty um, guilty act, and there's the mens rea, which literally translates in Latin to guilty mind, which is the idea that in order to prove that someone is in our, in our common law system, in order to prove that somebody is guilty of an offence, they both have to do the act, but also intend to do the act. Um, but there's different types of that, and we'll get on to that. Um, but... To recap, you've got our common law system, which is built on equity, which is always being fair. Common law, which is about case law. Statute, which is what's set by parliament. Customs, which is the idea of what local communities use, though that's pretty much fallen out of use now, entirely fallen out of use. And we spread that through the British Empire. The only US state that doesn't use it is Louisiana. Um, Every other state uses it and most other ex-British colonies use it. And then you've got this civil law system, which is Romans, which is very codified. It's not about precedent. It's about yes or no. And it's this inquisitorial system as opposed to the adversarial one. And it's 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 an interesting difference in law. And I suppose this couple of episodes have been a really basic introduction. And we'll probably do one more episode on a very basic introduction where we'll talk about next episode we're going to talk about the rule of law which is the idea of from a philosophical point of view what is law but we've done our introduction to the different areas of law now we've done our introduction introduction to the different systems of law next time we'll look at the philosophical side of law and then we'll get into some of that more criminal and civil law and start discussing some more cases but for me it was important that we understood this context don't you agree owen i do um but that that's the end of the law part of this podcast let's 
Should we move on to some law news? Because it's it's been a hell Let's of a move week. On to some law news. All right. Okay, um, Owen, uh, you're we're starting a new section of the podcast called Owen's Pop Culture Corner, <laughs> which is Owen's opportunity to talk about something that he finds mad from, uh, to be honest, things will probably range from last week to 10 years ago or 100 years ago. But Owen, what do you find right. mad this week in law? Oh my f- God. So uh, I've been waiting for an opportunity to do a podcast on this for a long time. Fee, come along. Yes, G, come on. So the, there's a new wave in UK music called Drill. And Drill is about London and street gangs who sell cocaine in their, well, cocaine, sell fucking anything in their postcodes, and they fight brutally for the rights to their postcode. People get stabbed in London every day. It's mental. It is a real problem. And there's this one, there's one specific postcode that I'm going to talk about, which is 1011. Don't know where they're from. I think it's like, oh, I don't want to say, and then like get called a batty boy by all the, I don't know, fucking shoppers in the comments or some bollocks. What the fuck are they listening to in law podcasts? I'm going to throw out Lewisham. <laughs> yeah, I, d- don't, yeah I, I, I don't I'm think there's many out. drill fans so, listening to our law podcast. Yeah, so I sent you the uh, Spotify link to the to this song. It's called... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll put a clip in if you want uh, to the podcast. I'll put a clip in. So nice. h- here's a clip of it. Ballistic, pushing my shank and twist it. Pepsi King, that's Oreo biscuits. Man's machine coming with lead. Mission mash for the bread. This great thing's way too fast, bitch. Pull up your jaws, I only want head. Man put dick down in her neck. Alright, so basically, the this uh, freestyle uh, is called Next Up by 1011. It got. they The courts used an antisocial behaviour order, ASBO, to prevent them from making music in the future. Think about that for a second. Your government says you can't make music because we don't like what's in it right there that's absolutely insane yeah it was saying oh yeah i'm gonna stab you yeah it was full of profanity and all that shit. yeah it was i've got loads of guns yeah it was i'm the youngest on my block to own a sniper that, that's besides the point in my opinion you should be able to say whatever you want on a track art is subjective that's the whole point of art is that it is subjective like I, oh it just pisses me off talking about it. I, I can't, I can't in any way disagree. That is, it, it's, it's completely fair. The idea that the government can restrict music with an antisocial behaviour order is insane, and I, I am worried about how our government is treating things. I was, I was talking to a friend earlier, and we were discussing. And it never really got discussed, but it really should have been. Boris Johnson, there was the Channel 4 climate debate, which was before, in the 2019 general election, they had a debate specifically over climate change. And the Brexit party and the Conservatives did not turn up. And so they put a ice sculpture in their place. And it, it was really quite funny and it was enjoyed by all. And Channel 4 is propped up by the government. The government helps fund Channel 4. And he said... After that night, he said, we're going to review Channel 4's funding. Now, because a media institution just threatened him, well, not threatened him, just, you know, 
disparaged him. He threatened them with having them shut down. That's terrifying. Uh, the idea that, that the governments are meant to protect the people and act in the people's best interests. And for me, I don't see how banning that piece of music is in the best interest of people. I mean, I, I can. There's, there's definitely two opinions. I can certainly see how it is in the best, best interest of people. I 100% disagree with it. But thought that people saying, people normalising this talk about, oh, I'm gonna stab you and stuff, could brainwash kids and desensitise them to violence. Same argument as people have had for, I mean, almost a decade now with video games, don't they? And people have had for decades and decades with violent films and horror films and stuff. Really, but but the evidence has overwhelmingly said that video games don't cause violence. Exactly, and I, I as as far as I'm, the drill is such a new phenomenon that it's difficult to say whether there's no no evidence on that specifically causing violence. But yeah. the the issues in street culture and gangs are so much more deep-rooted than oh they listen they make they make funky music it's like it's such a naive white i'm the posh tough in power type thing you know absolutely and i I think it's very just just to add on to that again let's say for a second we've got a drug dealer called toby right Drug dealer called Toby, he hates what he does, he's forced into it by his circumstances. I'm every day is a gamble. I can't make spend any of the money I make. Uh I don't have an education because the schools in my area are dog shit and I just got wrapped up in this gang stuff. I've got now got a baby daughter I need to feed. What do I do? Hang on. I'm pretty good at making music. I've got some subject matter to to rap about because I've because I've I've lived this lived mental life. All right, let's make some, let's get some money together. Oh wait, hang on. Bar- white, rich, probably owns an estate in the House of Lords has decided that your kind and your music are not liked around here. Uh, so they get in contact with Google and say, "Can you not print? Can you not um, uh, uh, advertise this? Else we'll, I don't know, do something." Do some like government threat or some bollocks, fucking whatever. We'll actually say. collect the taxes you owe. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Yeah. So and Google's like, I can't. Whatever. Doesn't bother us one bit. This is a drop in the. Uh, this is two atoms of water in the ocean. Two H two O. Two molecules of oxygen in the ocean compared to what we could we make of other shit. Toby has to go back to the streets. Toby has to. He demonstrates a lack of representation. Yeah, that's that's what you just shortened everything that I could have said. When. Yeah, we're not at the point where that means that we are not represented properly. And that's why when people, we had a discussion in class and we were talking about does, do judges need to be diverse? Does it matter whether there are black judges? Does it matter whether there are female judges? Does it matter whether there are LGBT judges? And it absolutely does because it's judges that make these kind of decisions. Yes, there are big policy decisions made by the idiots that sit in the House of Commons and have the gall to call themselves honourable. But ultimately, the people who make these day-to-day decisions that affect individuals are judges. And 
judges need to be representative of the society that they are judging and at the moment they are not they are white male old straight and that is not necessarily a bad thing it's not a bad thing it's but just it's too yeah. exclusive it's too exclusive to that class and that is not representative of our society no i mean i don't know how I don't know how you can go around solving it i mean at the minute these guys are the best people for the job and big ups but we need, we need to, we just need some people who are in touch like these people i say right now name one prime minister who didn't go to eastern uh, like that eastern, eastern that's it <laughs> eastern <laughs> i don't <laughs> Eastern Otley College, yeah. Every Prime Minister went there. So Theresa May went to Holton Park Girls Grammar School and then went to Oxford University. Fair enough. So let's look at Holton no, let's look at Holton Park Girls Grammar School. I mean my point still stands. It is a, it, it's it's a state school. It is a state school. Does that mean it's not a posh toff? It's not a posh toff. Okay. But whereabouts in the country is it? Uh, let's have a look. Uh, it's in Oxford. All right. Okay, so um, we, we can get a, sort of a glimpse of the people in the 60s who went to... Uh, how old is she? Like, 50s? She was born in 1956. Um, okay, so she... Uh, so what? she's 63. Nine years old. Nine years older than my mum, for a fact. Uh, so, okay, two so years older than my she dad. Went, she went to... She went to school. She go to school. Let's say late 60s, early 70s yeah, high yeah. school. What sort of people were living in uh, Oxford in that time? Definitely not the liberal working class of Yorkshire. Yeah. No coal miners from no Welsh coal miners. Uh, I should also I should Definitely also point no, out there more. is a lot of barrister PMs, lots. Um, which oh, for yeah. a podcast talking about law might be slightly controversial, but a lot of barrister pms but yeah eton college dominates um absolutely dominates the list of prime ministers and yeah it's unrepresentative we can agree on that all right owen i i'm i'm bringing you some law news from the front lines um, it's not from the front lines unfortunately i'm not in london i would like to be um there, uh, there's nothing. Yeah. There's no updates on last week's cases. Um, everything we discussed last week. I mean, the, not even the the Harvey Weinstein one. Harvey Weinstein, no. Harvey, Harvey Weinstein. They've done some jury selection because in the US they have a process called voir dire, which is where they're allowed to select jurors. Well, it's not so much they're allowed to select jurors; they're allowed to get rid of some jurors. Um, it's a very unfair system mm. and we will discuss it someday. But um, yeah, so nothing really new on Harvey Weinstein either. But I do have some other pieces of news for you because one of the very exciting pieces of law news that has come out in the past week and a bit because you were late to record yeah. um, is that um, we're now going to have some cameras in courts uh previously in the uk other than the supreme court cameras and recordings have been a big no-no any kind of photos um but now in high profile criminal cases there will the judge's sentence remarks so that's where they explain why they're giving the sentence they're giving 
will be able to be recorded. It will only record the judge, it will not record any of the lawyers, nor the defendant, nor the victims, it will just be the judge's face, just explaining the sentencing remarks. So, it's not everything, but it is something, and I think it's a really important development in making the law more accessible right. to people. Yeah, because when I heard about that, I was like, what, what, uh, what if Johnny Boy the Rapist, why he is a scumbag piece of shit, should he have his face blasted all over the TV screens of our nation? And I thought no. But now that you said the defendant won't be in frame, I, I rate that. Yeah, so it will only be the judge. Um, so that's an interesting bit of news. Uh, Her Majesty's Court and Tribunal Service, which is the government agency that runs courts and tribunals, have promised better court conditions and security. Um, I often go to the courts and I'll watch cases and just kind of be around there. It's, it's what I like to do. Um, I don't know. Have you ever really spent some time, not in the yeah. big London courts, but just in oh, general? No, I, I've been to the big London courts. I went to Old Bailey and uh, Royal Court of Justice, but those are the only ones I've yeah. been to. They're generally kept fairly well, but because, you know, they're the centre, but um, there will be some... Basically, they want to improve the standards of court buildings, because if you've been to, like, Great Yarmouth Magistrates Court, that place is messy. That place has um, got like crackheads pissing on the wall. Like, Ironic. I went there on a Monday morning after like, you know, all of the arrests over the weekend. The cases that morning were yeah. Um give us an example. There was the Oh, there was a guy who was on trial for child pornography, right? Right. And he was your typical nonce. You know, <laughs> he was sweaty and he was wearing like this he was wearing, you know, like a hoodie type thing. And he, you know, old man, he was, he he wasn't very well and he is in desperate need of rehabilitation. But my okay, no, God, not going to get, get it, but he, he could probably do with it. No, because our justice system is messed up in terms of the people who are found guilty. But mm. yeah, it was, and you know, just he, I think he had, two terabytes of child pornography what the f it was that's more than was, that's a lifetime's worth of is it is it like top trump's room and his mates like this is how much i've got this is how much i've got yo my one is i don't know but it it was it was a vile case to watch because this man he he wasn't well, he hadn't had the care he needed, but he'd also done terrible things, and his lawyer was stuttering and didn't really know what to do. He was obviously... Oh, it was it was painful from all sides. Um, uh, but another bit of law news is lawyers are going to be... I've urged... So, you know, students can be brought in front of, like, university disciplinary boards. Yeah. Lawyers are saying that students should be allowed to bring lawyers with them. I uh, rate um, that. Because what if like, I personally agree with it? Yeah, um, I agree I, with it too. Like a few couple of years ago, there was like cases of people being kicked out of unis for maybe 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 not uh, sexual misconduct and stuff, saying the wrong thing, saying that could be misdrewed as homophobic, racist, and all that shit. But if you but that no one really knows what they actually did say. And it's like the, the yeah, college, and that when, college when, literally when just got, kicked them out. When you've got this situation of, you know, 
three or five university staff against one student. That doesn't seem very fair. So to start letting them have some lawyers, I think, would be would balance the scales a little bit. Yeah. The next bit of law news I want to tell you about is a real roller coaster. I want to tell you about Alan Blacker, also known as Lord Harley. Rings Uh, He is an Earl of Dublin. Uh, so he's an Irish peer. Um, he's a solicitor advocate, which means he's a solicitor that is allowed to act as a barrister in some situations. Um, he is a doctor of philosophy, a fellow of the Royal Geographical Society, a consultant at the Transactional Analysis of Clinical Psycho- and Analytical Psychology, uh, a Knight of Justice or Grace of the Hospital of St. John and a Privy Councillor. Um, he has right. two undergraduate degrees, um, two masters, and a um, master's in science in clinical forensic psychiatry. He okay. he is quite the man, and he was really quite eccentric. I'd have him. And anyway, uh, he's in prison because oh. he claims. Let me guess. No, carry on. Right, no, no, no. Let's hear your guess. Let's hear your guess. Well, my guess was rape, but then he said he claimed, so. Ah, damn it. He claimed benefits for disability, uh, specifically a disability that meant that he could not walk. He claimed £23,000 in this disability. Um, Right. And that's a lot of money, you know, that's money that could have gone to someone who actually needed it. The great part about this case is the way they found out that he could walk is... A photo was taken of him driving a miniature train. (laughs) This is true. Um, And I'll I'll link to the article in the description of the podcast. Uh, He he drived miniature locomotives despite claiming he needed around-the-clock care. Um, So he said he could not walk, he needed care all the time, and he was driving, you know, those, like... Um, mini trains that you can get like some people on but they're not like it's like one person wide yeah, yeah. do you know what I'm talking about I'm like, yeah he was driving those and that's how they found out that he was committing benefit fraud um, so, so how many years did this whack job walk around in a wheelchair or not walk around <laughs> walk around in a wheel <laughs> um i i don't actually know how uh so um he was found guilty late last year um and has been sentenced to nine months in prison and it's been uh, it's a suspended sentence but he was struck off as a um lawyer back in 2016 after multiple misconduct charges um what did you get struck off um, basically for misleading judges and failure to comply with regulations, inaccurate and misleading statements, all that kind of things. Um, he is just... he He's just been basically found to be a serial liar, including about this benefits thing. Um, but what I loved about it is that he was found out for driving a miniature train. Um, what a man. What a man. Such a freak. Um, absolutely. And... The final bit of legal news I would like to share with you for today is that 
we have a new Supreme Court president. Yeah, what's his, what's his name? Lord Reed. Um, uh, he he's now the president of the Supreme Court. He was sworn in. Uh, there's also a new a uh, new justice on the court, a new lawyer on our Supreme Court, who is an ex-maritime lawyer. Um, he's been the deputy president, um, not the maritime lawyer, but Lord Reed has been the deputy president since the summer of 2018. Uh, he was a civil law barrister. He served as a judge in Scotland. Um, Lady Hale, um, we have mandatory retirement ages for judges and she reached her 75th birthday so she had to stand down um so the president shared um uh shared his morning with this other one hamblin a former shipping barrister who studied at oxford and harvard um so yeah we have two we have a new supreme court president and we have a new person on the Supreme Court, and that is all very exciting. Yeah. Um, it is, it is fun times in the world of law. Um, I'm going to say two things now. Um, Owen and I will be doing a special episode, um, on the impeachment inquiry into Donald Trump. Yes. <laughs> um, and we. We're going to do it so that every fourth episode of the podcast is going to be on U.S. law. So, this is our second episode. We'll do the next one normally, and then the one after will be U.S. law, which will be a special on the impeachment of Donald J. Trump, and then John Dave, uh, the Donald eight- Jake. <laughs> um, some more work. So then, <laughs> thanks. Uh, more censoring. Um, so then we'll do a fifth episode, a sixth episode, a seventh episode, and then the eighth episode will be US law again. Also, if you want changes to the format, if you don't like how we do it, if you think there's things that we're missing, please let us know. Um, we're still new to this. We might change the format. Um, maybe we should be covering just what's in the news that week and explain the law around it then. I don't know. Um, but for me, we're there. We've done another episode. It's been fun. You had fun, Owen? I had a whale of a time. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for listening to us again. Please, please, a, a lot of people listening know me and Owen personally. Um, what are you saying? If not, if not, I'll set up an email or something. Um, but let us know how you want it to change, what we can do better. Um, I'm thinking, you know, maybe in the future we just take the law news of the week and we just explain that rather than going through and explaining lots of topics. Or maybe mm. you like our current format of doing a bit of an explanation and then looking at the law news. There's lots of different options. But for today, um, I've been Fee. Um, I have and still am I. No, I have been. Oh, f- <laughs>